everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I really enjoy watching women get beat up, apparently, that everyone else does as well. I mean, I, I mean I'm not against women's MMA or women's professional wrestling. I like both of those. No, 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 no. But that's I don't and even intergender wrestling or the cuz professional wrestling is not real fights. Um but that's, that's a whole, true. That's a, that's a different discussion. UFC, on the other hand, generally considered real. Let's not get into that. Uh, <laughs> hi, hello, everyone. Uh, before we begin, some programming notes. Uh, the holidays are approaching. Uh, we'll be traveling, and we'll both, me and Matt will both be busy with doing holiday things with our families and friends. And so I'm going to give you guys a rundown. We'll have a normal episode on December 18th. No change there. December 25th, Christmas Day is on our normal release day. We'll have a holiday mailbag episode. I'll be putting out a call for questions uh, on our social media, on Patreon. And you can also just email us questions at simpsonsshowpod at gmail.com. Um, any and all questions you want to ask us about The Simpsons or any non-Simpsons related questions, we'll answer them on an episode on release on Christmas Day. Um We've done this a few different times before, a handful of times, depending on our holiday schedules, and this will be no different. You can ask us the same questions we've answered before. We don't care. Um, there will be no new episode on the 1st of January next year, uh, New Year's Day. We will be skipping uh, our, it's our, our annual one week a year where we don't release an episode. Uh, then we'll be back to our normal schedule on January 8th. So with that out of the way... Um, we are ready to buy sports on Patreon. Sports by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Uh, get access to all our bonus content and help support the show at the same time. It's the best deal in podcasting, as I like to say. This week's episode is Great Wife Hope, episode LABF 16, originally aired October 11th, 2009, written by Carolyn Omine, directed by Matthew Faunen. Received a 4.4 rating with 7.6 million viewers. The chalkboard gag. I am not allergic to long division. That's, I mean, that's we're a, all kind of allergic that's to long a solid, division. That's a solid chalkboard gag. I like I like the throwbacks, the ones that are just like something Bart would actually write. Like he'd have to actually write that because he used the excuse of I'm, I'm allergic to long division. I like that. That's a good one. Um, the couch gag is a is a redo of from Take My Life, Please, where uh, the Simpsons chase their couch around the world into space. It's very long. Which is a tracking involved. It's basically to take up time. I that's exactly right, Matt. I was gonna say it's it is there to take up time because this episode is uh, I they needed it. I guess <laughs> they just didn't have enough, uh, to, so they were like, we need an extra long couch gag. We've already made one. Let's use that. Uh, this episode guest stars Chuck Liddell as himself, even though you don't ever hear his name. He is nope. just MMA man. He does look vaguely like himself. I'll give it that. But they never say Chuck Liddell. <laughs> I don't think. I did unless I missed it. I don't think they did. I think it's just, this is MMA, man. I don't know why they didn't. You have a star, man. You don't want to. Well, even... no, because the focus has to be on their fake uh, commissioner of, um, of, of, of MMA. Chet? Or ultimate punch kick, whatever. Uh-huh. You, don't mean, you mean Chet? Yes, Chet. Your favorite character? You don't. You don't remember. Wait a minute. You don't remember Chet? I don't. Chet Engelbert or whatever it is. Engelbert. Engelbert. 
Sure. It doesn't matter. Um, also, guest stars Marsha Wallace as Edna Krabappel, uh, very briefly. Marsha Wallace uh, does a very good job as Edna, as always. Uh, this episode begins with Marge and the her friends, Marge and the and the other women of Springfield, doing slash something called crazy bowling, where they bowl with. Uh, I think Marge has a oven mitt on her hand. Some of them are blindfolded. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know what. The, I don't know. This isn't a real thing, is it? Is this isn't a real thing, is it, Matt? No, I think it's just them trying to, you know. Spice up bowling because bowling can get old after a while. You're not bowling the right in the right way or the right place. All right. I mean that's fair. I'm just saying to people who bowl a lot, I'm sure it can get boring. I think the people who bowl a lot are super excited about bowling, and it's always exciting, right? Isn't that the whole point of the people who love bowling? They do it because they love it. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. No men are there. That's the important thing to come away with all this. The bowling alley is filled with only women and girls. Um. And we get a little bit of a kind of a pan, a, 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 a montage of scenes around Springfield looking for the men. We are in search. Where are the men? Are they at the bar? Are they Moe's? No, Moe's is empty. Um, we, we cut around Springfield until we find out, oh, all of the men are at the quote unquote, the, at the MMA uh, matches. This is not UFC. Technically, it's the UPKCC, the Ultimate Punch Kick and Choke Championships. Um. It's obviously a parody of UFC. Um, now, so Homer and Bart and basically all men in Springfield are at this MMA match. Yeah, which some... is really weird. Like, what an odd way to open this. Oh, all of the men have decided that this is what they're into. That's that's what you're going with? I mean, I... this is this is after the first wave of big popularity in UFC after Ultimate Fighter blew up and it got UFC its first kind of big notable pop burst of popularity. This is prior uh, to its really second wave and you know with with Brock Lesnar and then especially with Conor McGregor and Ronda Rousey, like that's when it got super popular. This is before that. So this is before it got super popular. This is after, obviously UFC is a kind of a, it is a household name at this point in 2009 but it is not as popular as it would become certainly not as popular as it is now where the brand is the 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 actual main selling point it is not any individual fighter um which you might say hey that's an interesting thing about mma about the growth and change of the of the sport and what is the sport and all that stuff are we going to establish any of that no no we're not going to really talk it's not this episode is not about mma in any real way um which you think it would be because it's a it's an episode about Marge wanting to stop it. So you'd want to like have a little bit of a substantial foundation laid about what is the sport? Why is it bad? Why does Marge want to stop it? Nope. Uh, we don't do that. Also, I have questions. I mean, you get a tiny amount of, of you know, Homer quoting out some fake statistics that, oh, it's been shown that it leads kids to more violence, blah, blah, blah. But they just gloss over that. Like, no, we have to set up Marge as incredibly unreasonable because she doesn't like this instead of going that, yeah, sometimes it can encourage uh, kids to fight each other. I no. mean, I... Uh, it... <sighs> I just get frustrated, Matt. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to be... It's nice and chill, calm, collected, my criticism. Um, also, MMA is it's a, a sport that tours. They do shows in big cities all over the place all the time. 
and there's various minor leagues and, and, and smaller federations of, and other major ones, et cetera. But is this place only exists in Springfield? Is this a Springfield exclusive MMA organization? Well, for the purpose of the Simpsons, of course. Okay. So they're all the, at this match. They all watch the match. Uh, a dude wins because someone wins because the dude breaks his own leg accidentally, which I laughed one time in this episode. Matt, did you laugh at all at this episode? I can't remember a time that I laughed now. Okay. I actually have a clip of the thing I laughed at. I'm not, no, I don't even know why I laughed, but we'll, we can dissect that when we get there. Um, we're about to uh, get to that clip because it is in this first act. So we see uh, the fight happen. Homer and Bart, uh, they are kind of backstage or around the outside of the arena or whatever. And Bart gets an autograph from this fighter with just as Chuck Liddell briefly as himself, even though they don't say his name. He pays this guy. He also pays this fighter $25 for a signature, which I, no, no one charges on. If you're just like hanging around, they're not going to charge. No, they're not jerks like that. If you're at a meet and greet, sure. But this is not a meet. Whatever. Again, yeah. don't get bogged down, Robbie. So uh, we uh, cut from basically that to, I guess, the next day. I don't really we have a brief discussion about Homer. It Homer does encourage Bart to make sure if he's going to do MMA, like do have fun, do play MMA or whatever, do it at a school where they can sue people. I don't understand this. I don't understand what I don't, yeah, I don't understand what they're getting at. Yeah. I don't either. Like, are they it's not worth it. Uh, we, we, we have uh, Marge picking up the kids from school um kind of arbitrary again when they do this because you know they take a school bus home don't they Eh, whatever today marge is picking them up she grabs lisa uh to and but bart is not there and that is where we find bart is actually doing his own mma with nelson where's your brother i don't know chasing ducks buried alive he'll be missed let's move i gotta collect pine cones just follow the dies mom Why me? Why me? Bart Simpson. I'm glad your father isn't here to see this. Bart, let him go. Mom, I'm winning. Look at this. His lunch money. God didn't give you legs so you could use them as scissors. Well, I was just doing the moves I learned from Ultimate Punching. Ultimate Punching? Ultimate makes everything worse. Not Frisbee. Otto, don't you have a sack to hanky? Indeed I do. One. I messed up. One. I messed up. One. I messed up. Okay, I'm going to put a stop to this ultimate punching. You can't stop an entire sport. You need several other mothers, some sympathetic school officials and clergymen. Uh-huh. A place to meet, uh-huh. some snacks. What else? A phone tree is invaluable. How you fix for staplers? Those flyers don't stick to phone poles by themselves, you know. Nelson, you really have a knack for this. Well, when I grow up, I hope to go into event planning. Oh, maybe someday you can do Lisa's wedding. Oh, I'd like that. Okay, I will point out that there was one time in this episode that I smiled, and it was Nelson being an event planner. I didn't laugh, but I smiled. I did want to throw something at the TV about uh, Otto's hacky-sacking, though. I laughed at Lisa's, at, at Yardley Smith's delivery of... I got to get some pine cones. I don't know why that got me. (laughs) 
it, you know what? You're right. I it, think I laughed at that too. It, it made me laugh. Uh, I'm a. It's my only laughing episode. But Yardley's like the Lisa going. You know, like I don't know. He's chasing ducks, buried alive, whatever. I gotta get pine cones. Like it's very much like I like it's like Lisa is tired about this episode already. She's like, can we just? I just want to get pine cones, man. I gotta get pine cones. Like that. It got. It spoke to me. Um, I also I also find Nelson's planning event planning career potential event planning career charming um and it's basically the last thing in this episode that i enjoy there is nothing from here on out it's incredibly stupid it's very very dumb from here on out um it's basically march versus itchy and scratchy uh combined with homer they fall uh i mean there's it's you know it is that marge cause episode they've done that Itchy and Scratchy Marge is one of them, but there's other ones. But it's a Marge Cause episode mixed with, like you said, Matt, Homer They Fall, you know, it, 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 an athletic episode, they, which, of course, they've done many of those. And this is here on a surface level, Matt, like at a foundational level, core idea level. Marge Cause episode, but against MMA is fine. You can easily do that. Nothing wrong with that, that idea of an episode. Just map that same thing onto Itchy and Scratchy and Marge, that same kind of, but, and just do it, you know, about MMA and obviously write some jokes in there. And I think the episode's fine. I think that episode, like, it works because you could easily justify Marge not liking MMA for many reasons. And there certainly are some, re- like, real life reasons to go, hey, maybe MMA is not great. Um, but, this episode doesn't care about any of that. Uh, Marge is angry. We go to commercial six minutes and 33 seconds. And when we come back, we are into a surprisingly long second act. Um, eh. Not quite as long as the third act, but yeah, you don't, I don't, want, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear it, man. All right. I got the third act. Okay. Is eternity. <laughs> it really is. My God. Uh, so uh, first off, we get Marge uh, rallying the troops as it were about ultimate punch, kick, choke, whatever. Oh my god! Oh, so violent! Oh, he hit him! This goes on for a while. Call me a killjoy, but I think that because this is not to my taste, no one else should be able to enjoy it. I'm all over oh, that. Yeah, oh, yes. Mom, don't do this. This sport is as fun for me as having kids is for you. Tell her, Dad. You love ultimate punching even more than I do. Ultimate punching is exploitative, violent, and a bad influence on our young people. Studies have shown your mother is right. What the? Chocolate? Whipped cream? Cherries? She got to you with a piece of black forest cake. It wasn't just a piece. It was the whole cake. Frosting like snow and the eaves of a Bavarian castle. (laughs) Glad you didn't come cheap. I couldn't help it. She knew my one weakness, that I'm weak. I include that second part just to show you how incredibly bad the humor is in this. Uh, but the important part is that Marge, being a completely unreasonable person, says that, oh, uh, because this is not to my taste, no one should get it. That's not why Marge would oppose this. Marge would oppose this because she thinks it's bad for the kids. She'd probably be wrong, but that's why. It just It's a bad attempt at a joke. And I don't like it. It's... I'm. I want to. This is my Robbie drills down uh, moment, Matt. Okay. This is where I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and limit it to just one because this episode doesn't really demand more than this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
This is not like you just said. Exactly what you just said. Marge doesn't wouldn't Marge the the person you know who we're trying to. The goal of the show is to make me believe that these are all real people and make me forget that I'm watching a television show. That is the purpose of art. It is to immerse someone, especially narrative art, is to immerse someone in the narrative. And so strongly, they lose connection that this isn't real. They go, oh, man, I'm, I want to follow this story. I, I want to watch the rest of this episode. I want, I'm invested in these characters and what they believe. And along the way, they're going to tell funny jokes, and I'm going to buy into what's happening. This is This is just irony ironic you know them staring at the camera marge them not even bothering to write a real reason marge the character would not want her children to like to watch mma why she believes mma is bad and like oh yeah and certainly there are reasons you would want especially children to not watch mma because, yes, maybe a child would emulate it and get, get in a fight to the schoolyard and potentially get injured. It's certainly like – and that would come back to the realm of personal responsibility. Don't let your kids watch stuff that you don't want them to watch. And, and yes, that's kind of a simplistic thing. But it's something. And Marge could – and, like, Marge doesn't have to be a perfect person who always makes perfect decisions. She could – I want to go. I don't. I don't think MMA should be in Springfield, and I don't want to be on our televisions because it shows Bart that you know it teaches Bart to be you know to engage in blood sport or whatever. Is like there's a history long. It, I mean, you can go back to boxing. It's the same arguments against that. It's dangerous and it's violent. And why are we watching people fight each other? Even though here's the truth: is MMA is very is much safer than boxing. Um, fights will end much sooner. People get hit less um, because the gloves are smaller. You won't get hit as hard. Uh, you certainly, yeah, of course, you'll still get injured and you can still get hurt, really hurt really bad or get knocked out. But you're much, if you're an MMA fighter, you're much less likely to suffer long term effects in MMA than if you were boxing because boxing, you get hit much more in the head and you'll, you know, it's more, more dangerous. Yeah, than... It turns out punching somebody in the head with very little uh, glove in the way really hurts your hand. So you don't do that in MMA as much. Yeah, exactly. It, and it will, you're, you're, it's actually, it's the people are like, oh, well, the gloves are, are, are smaller. So it, it hurts more to get hit. And you're like, yeah, but also you're not going to be throwing as many punches. You're not going to be throwing 150 punches in a round. And you're also going to be using kicks and you're also going to be using, you know, submission maneuvers and, and jujitsu and stuff. The episode doesn't care about any of that. They don't care about any of that stuff. They don't care at all. Like if it really cared about it, it would lay out, you know, it would have a kind of someone who goes in and as Mar and maybe as Marge is, if you still want to do the same kind of plot that this episode goes into, it would be Marge learning that stuff as she's going into training this fight. She'd be like, "Oh," and maybe that would change her perspective a little bit. Um, and you could also obviously still talk about how MMA still exploits fighters and workers, and about workers' rights and how they don't get paid enough and blah 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 blah. You could do any of the... Well, any... Robbie, that's not funny. That's serious things. There's no humor there. <laughs> oh, wait, there's no humor here. Either. <laughs> I was going to say, you could... I mean, I'm just giving all, all things you could do, Matt. Like, they don't have to touch on any or all of this. They just have to give Marge a real reason. Make me believe. Make the audience believe why Marge 
cares? Why does is Marge like I don't? You tell me, Matt. Why does Marge not want Bart to watch MMA? Well, in this episode, uh, she doesn't really care that so much that Bart's into it. She's just that it's that she doesn't like it. But if Marge were being her correct character self, she would say, "Oh, this is bad because it's going to, get, it's going to encourage you to fight, and that's bad because you're going to get hurt, and I don't want to hurt my special little boy." We get none of that. The entire gist of this episode is, "Hey, Marge doesn't like this. She's going to try and shut it down, and then she gets she challenges the guy to a fight. That's it, or the guy challenges her to a fight, and she agrees." There's so much time later on with ridiculous montages of Marge training that we don't get why she's doing this at all. No, it, it's a, it's, there's just, it's not there. There is no, and I, it comes back around. The thing I hate the most, the thing that I think is the main reason the Simpsons got worse and worse and worse. And it's still, this is why this episode is not very good. Um, is there's no earnestness on this. There's no sincerity. There is no characters. There's just a, uh, I'm tired. I don't want to write character motivation because that's what it feels like. I don't know really why they didn't bother either. Like, I don't know the real reason. It, is it a lie? They now have time or they think it's old hat. Like we're in season 21 of the Simpsons. We don't need to write that. No one cares anymore. I'm like, no, we still care. Um, but whatever the reason is, it doesn't exist in this episode. So moving on, <laughs> uh, we get the, the standard Simpsons picket line, which is just uh, like eight people walking around in a circle, uh, but it includes Bart and Homer. So while doing their little uh, chants, uh, Bart and Homer buy tickets from a scalper and sneak in. Marge decides that she's going to, into the belly of the beast and follows them. She buys a ticket from a scalper who is not a scalper. He's just a guy whose 200 friends did not show up. Uh, I mean, interesting try at a gag there. Uh, and then gets inside, walks right into the ring and starts talking on the microphone, which is just totally a thing that could happen. Yeah, it's not like there are <laughs> dozens of people in the way that would have absolutely stopped her over and over again. But no, she she walks right in. She gets on the microphone and uh, she immediately tells them they have to shut it down because it's not to her liking. Marge, I'm Chet Engelbrecht, UPKCC founder, commissioner, and public face of the sport. Yeah! <laughs> Pleased to meet you, Chet. <laughs> Please, when you yell like that, no one can hear me. <laughs> Chet, I'm here to ask you one simple thing. Please go out of business and donate all your profits to charity. <laughs> At least in other sports, they're trying to put a ball in a net or a zone. But in this sport, they don't put anything in anything. And if they did, I wouldn't want to see it. Mm, okay, you win. What? Annoying lady, you make a great point. I am going to shut down this fort. Really? If you meet me in the Septagon, fight me and beat me. What? That's crazy. What's wrong, Marge? Do you have to ask your husband? <laughs> that flattens my soda pop. You're on. I want to like the whole, do you have to ask your husband thing, but it's just so poorly done that I can't. I'm just like, no, no. I mean, that's an interesting turnaround of the whole, do you have to ask your wife thing, but it's just so abrasive and obnoxious. Again, the, the, uh, the foundation, like the core idea of this of like, oh, this MMA promoter who's obnoxious and a loud mouth and a bad person, this, but he wants to make money 
and he sees money in a fight with this lady who is anti-MMA, that is not a bad idea. Like, that, again, it it leaks into, like, the fact that Dana White, as the owner, president, whatever, of UFC, has his most successful... The most successful stuff in MMA has, has aped professional wrestling. It has used that same kind of heel, babyface you know, antagonism and rivalry and people doing basically wrestling promos at each other to sell fights. And it has, that's been the case for a hundred, a hundred years in all of combat, all combat sports. And that is, it would translate really well to this. Like, Oh, this guy, one, he doesn't think he's going to lose to a woman Two, He's, uh, he sees money in this fight, like, yeah, I'll fight a woman, and I, it will be, like, she's anti-MMA and all, the MMA fans will, you know, root for me, and it will make a lot of money, and people want to buy, but they don't they don't do any of that stuff. They don't, like, I don't know who Chet is. Like, they give Chet is all surface. There's nothing there, and that's, I guess that's fine, but also, I need, Chet still needs to have, like, a reason he's doing things. Like, the only reason we're given is, Chet's a jerk. That's all we know. That's all we know about it. Yeah, he's just a, a, an awful character doing terrible things with this entire episode. We don't get anything from his point of view that would make us sympathize with him at all. Boring. Boring. Uh, but this is when we went to commercial and move on to Act 3. <sighs> act 3, the longest act in history. Uh, <laughs> yep. 10 minutes and 7 seconds, we start. Family does not want Marge to fight. They're worried about her, and they should be. We're, we do see that Chet is, like, a f- former fighter. Like, there's pictures on the wall of him, like, in a gi, in, like, different fighting scenarios. So we it's assumed that he was a former fighter, and now he's a promoter. Um, so Marge is... we. This is this act is very long, I'll say, Matt, but at least most of it is just training montage. Like, so much yeah, of this is training montage. And are, they're incredibly unfunny, so you don't have to pay attention to them. I mean, I have a curse. There's a curse on, 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 my, on me, Matt, that I have to pay attention. Uh, I cannot oh, look away. That's sad for you. My, my eyes stay glued to the screen. So, Marge, we see Marge get, try and get in shape, and this is like the joke. Oh, Marge needs to get in shape for the fight. So, she's doing rhythmic gymnastics. And she's really good at it. She's doing like ribbon, the ribbon dancing or whatever it's called. Um, she's very, very good at it, Matt. And the joke, and this is the joke. The joke is, look how peaceful Marge is. Like this is her idea of getting in shape for a fight is doing rhythm, like ribbon dancing. And again, this is not a Mar- like. Why would Marge do this? Marge is not a gymnast. She's never been a gymnast. This doesn't make like what is. Did they like just pull something out of a hat? I guess. They just <laughs> it, it's but like that's it. That's the joke. So they want Marge to the guys at most push Homer to get Marge real fight training. Um, this is where we get uh, a racist joke where Carl knows Dredrick Tatum uh, at Bleedingham's Murphy House with Doctor Hibbert, and like they're trying to. I don't know what they're trying to do. It's again, it's back around to that. They think that if they make a joke about the racist joke using racism, it's not racist anymore. Not it, the case. Not the case. It's still racist. Um, but we cut to Marge here. We, Matt, I've captured your fa- I know it's your favorite clip of this episode. You've already talked about how much you love this training mm-hmm. montage. So Marge, we ha- see Marge go from Dredger Tatum to Akira to Mr. Burns. This is where she gets her quote unquote MMA training. Well, Marge, you have definitely come to the right crib 
I'm always happy to impart my pugilistic prowess to a punching parvenu. Now the first lesson will be to work the tattoos. Flaming Skull, Obama, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo. Now work the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to order some lion food. Hello? Yeah, how you doing? I'd like to order two gazelles, an impala, and throw in a couple of wildebeest. Oh, and a two-liter bottle of Diet Cherry Cola. You just have one-liter bottles. Okay, cancel the whole order. The second element of mixed martial arts is jujitsu, in which we use an opponent's strength against himself. But I sneak some of my strength in there, too. <laughs> now, attack me with great anger. Surprising move! Next, Homa Hazime! Now we stick foot in mouth, tie arms like pretzel, and pop discs in spine like bubble wrap. Is he okay? Or he feels no pain. Sorry, my English is not so good. I mean, he feels only pain. Back when I wrestled at Yale, I was in the lightest weight category, etherweight. Now, get ready to face the wrath of the New Haven nuisance. I I stopped it there, man, okay? I, even I have my limits. Um, I, I very much appreciate that, Robbie. So we have Drudger Tatum giving Marge boxing lessons, and then Akira teaching her jiu-jitsu, even though Akira teaches karate. And I know it's very stupid to get caught up in this different forms of martial arts, but I don't know. They're they're different things. Like I don't know what to. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is very different than karate. They're not. They're they're completely different histories. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot of overlap between those two. No, I they they act like it's the same. And maybe at the time, maybe in 2009, there wasn't. I I obviously there's there's much less scholarship and and education about. And maybe in general, and maybe they just went. We need people from Springfield to teach these things. Who do we have? Oh, we have Dredrick Tatum to do boxing, obviously. you. I would think they would just have a one single character who is her trainer, but... I mean, I do appreciate them bringing in past Simpsons characters to train her. I, I like the idea of them using uh, characters they've already introduced. I'm not against so that. Tatum makes sense. Dredrick Tatum does but... make sense. He's a... He's a like, Burns? Burns. Okay. But also, like... The, again, this is the I'm gonna, I use this on our Patreon, our new episode review for this week, and it's kind of disheartening that it's that's these the season twenty one and season thirty four are you know year decade over a decade apart from each other, and it's just grandpa jokes. Like the jokes are we need to punch the tattoos, like the Lord's prayer, we punch the Lord's prayer, mm-hmm. punch Obama. You're like, well, okay. Um, just lame, lame jokes. So we get this montage of Marge learning how to fight, even though it's not, it's not representative of real life. It's not like it's not funny, and it's not representative of real life training. So what is it doing? Nothing. Um, Homer and Marge are in bed, and Chet is at their window, like annoying them. At this point, he is on their land. You would just get him arrested, but whatever. Uh, this. We cut to then to the bullies teaching Marge how to fight. Why? <laughs> Why is this here? Uh, this doesn't it make is, any sense. It makes the least sense. Like if Georgia Tatum. Okay. Yeah. Georgia Tatum has been shown to be a championship level boxer. Get it. Okay. Akira runs his own school, even if it's not jujitsu, whatever. Uh, Mr. Burns. Eh, he's a joke at least. What is like? Why? Are, why would Marge go to the bullies for lessons? Martin Skinner and the punching bag. The, the bullies use. That's the joke. Um, 
Marge is finally now we're at the day before the match, I guess. Like again, we and I have no concept of time of any of this, Matt. Also, like there's never here you lay out we're gonna fight in two weeks time and then you have a clear understanding of how long things are taking and a kind of a it sets that ticking clock of like oh we have two weeks march is two weeks she needs to learn how to fight in two weeks how is she gonna do that like it's very simple like it's very low level storytelling low easy storytelling like you set a, a timeline and to er, to give the audience a sense of urgency, like, oh no, how can Marge learn in that amount of time? She's gonna have to work really hard. Buckle down. Um, they don't do that, so we have no idea when this fight's happening. We don't know what, like, we don't know why, we don't know when, we don't know, like, <laughs> just no grounds or anything. Marge is at the arena in the the Septagon. You got the shape of an octagon is not copyrighted, guys. You can just make it an octagon. Well, though it's funny because it's kind of the same, but kind of different, Robbie. Okay, okay. I did you work on the show, Matt? No, I'm definitely not. Is it Mr. Simpson? Mr. Simpson trying to give just show up, make a brief cameo. Um, Marge is there. She's, I guess, worried. I don't know why. Like, we don't have any concept. We haven't. Here's the other thing, Matt. You would think you would establish this by showing. Like, we want to establish that Chet is dangerous, right? Marge is worried because she thinks she might lose. Chet might beat her up. And it's like, and so you would think that the, there would be a twofold threat, both an existential threat of, oh, I'm going to lose the fight, and therefore MMA is going to continue. And I don't want that for these reasons that we never get told, but ideally. And also a fight, a, a worry about physical danger. Like, no one wants to get punched in the face. People don't want to get hurt, they don't want to bleed. And you, if you establish Chet as, hey, he's a physical threat. Like, all we've got is Chet is a jerk, and we got some pictures of him in, like, in the background of him being a fighter. Like, wouldn't Marge, as part of her training, be watching old footage of Chet? Like, this is where you in, you bring in a trainer, and he's like, I, I and it, you bring, you can do the Rocky uh, stereotype. What's his, do you remember the guy's name? Trained Rocky in the movie. Right. Are you looking at me? <laughs> Yes, Matt. Sorry, I didn't know if that was a rhetorical question. It's not a rhetorical uh, question. The guy uh, who trained uh, Rocky. It's, it's, it's Mickey something? Mickey. Like, you bring in that that's that's art, that stereotype, even. Like, you just bring in that guy, and he's going to scream at Marge, and like, hey, you got to, come on, we're going to, or then they watch old footage of Chet fighting so that she can learn. And then in, guess what, Matt? Because she watched footage, she knows his weakness, and she can use that against him in the fight. And because Chet is a jerk, he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be uh, too confident. Overconfident. Yeah, he's gonna think, oh, I don't need to, I don't need to worry about this lady. She's not gonna be me. And then Marge takes advantage because that would make sense. That'd be like that's a way a real life in this real life situation how uh, an untrained housewife could th- theoretically beat a trained fighter in an MMA ring. He's overconfident. Doesn't take it seriously. Marge does take it seriously, does train as hard as she possibly can for a handful of weeks, uh, and looks for his weakness. And that is the beauty of like uh, some of these like jujitsu moves. If you lock someone in as in one of these maneuvers, is there's like your joints, all our joints work roughly the same way. And you have a broken arm, you have a broken arm. They don't 
but they don't treat it like it's a real fight. They treat it like it's a joke. They treat it like it's itchy and scratchy. And Marge is worried about it. We don't know why. Um, Homer shows up dressed as Marge because he's going to fake it. He's going to fake being in the... He's gonna, no one's going to buy that. Then we have a gag about um, Mo taking Homer dressed as Marge to a party or something. Um, we also get a gag. I don't know. This, Matt, also in your notes, you made this. This gag is not long. This gag is 10 seconds. You're, I don't know what you... what like wormhole you cross through to make this gag seem longer than it is. But there is a gag when they're walking and we, we cut to the next day, the fight's about to happen and you crusty is telling Mel that he it is, just, it's not long. It's, it's 10 like, seconds. It goes, it goes, it's out of nowhere though. It's like, what is the point of this? It has nothing to do with the episode. It is inexplicable and doesn't make any sense in the context of the episode, but it is not long. The montage of fight training is very long. 10 seconds of Krusty inexplicably. I was, it doesn't make any sense. But Krusty telling Mel that he has been de- both having an affair with Mel's wife and that he wants Mel to tell her that he's breaking up with her. Uh, it's here. It's there. I don't know. It is I, It's worth mentioning because it's so crazy. It just randomly in the middle of this fight again. What does this have to do with anything? Why is it in here? It's not funny. It's just strange. Um. Then we cut to the fight itself and we get the the fight intros time to square off in the ring that is the septagon in this corner weighing in at nobody needs to know that skip ahead stands the mom i'd like to fight marge simpson <laughs> and four obtuse angles over weighing in at 115 pounds Chet Engelbrick! And now, let's begin to rumba! We've been ready for hours! I had car trouble! Don't worry, Marge. Don't want to hurt you. I knew it! It's the first time I ever hit a woman I didn't love. Wow. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, this is going some bad directions here. So Chad is not just a jerk. He's also a uh, uh, serial uh, domestic abuser. Abuser? Yeah, that's uh, awful. Um, I mean, I would say like, oh, yeah, that's good for a good, makes a good villain. But it kind of is actually, in this case, it's kind of productive. Well, yeah, because we want to, to hate Chet for a specific reason. He opposes Marge in, in the you know UFC uh, arena. He he wants he has a goal. He wants to keep UFC going. Marge wants to shut it down. That should be their conflict. Now all of a sudden we have to hate him because he's a, a, a you know the Complete, domestic abuser. He's a monster. Why? Yeah, like it's it's inexplicable. Like again, it it is just like this oh we need another reason to hate chat and you're like oh well you could have just built that up earlier in the episode um the jokes about the announcer having car trouble what did i grandpa jokes these are grandpa jokes like oh, that marge not wanting people to know her weight who cares grand, they're so stupid grandpa jokes again grandpa jokes like like i said this in our patreon uh episode review of this week but it's also it is i'll say it again it is the classic simpsons joke is or gag even it is not just it's not really a single joke it is 
it's multiple jokes that are all nestled nested inside of each other. It's like a Matryoshka doll, and you could have it. You could have the first joke be about, oh, we don't need Marge. Marge doesn't want her weight revealed to the people, but that would be the punchline. Is that of that is the faint. It is not actually the end goal because there would be a faint. That is a fake punch punchline, effectively, because it is about surprising the audience. And that's what all jokes are. They're about surprising you. And so you would faint, 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 faint. And then you have an actual punchline, but it's nested inside all these fake punchlines, all these things you think the Simpsons are going, they go a different direction. The problem is this is a, this is all this is. This is all like this bit about Marge not wanting her weight revealed, about the bit about the announcer being late to the show. And there's no there's nothing else. It's just that. And they're not funny. We go to commercial with Marge on the floor being punched after at 17 minutes and 51 seconds. And as we return, uh, we're finally getting this over. And it's going to be quick uh, because we've only got about less than five minutes left. So Bart uh, jumps in the ring because Homer is trapped with his head between two seats for some reason. Uh, so Bart jumps in the ring to defend his mom because obviously Chet has you know already got Marge on the ground. Uh, he... Chet says, all right, fine, whatever. You know, a little kid jumps in the ring. I'll beat up a little kid because, again, he's a horrible person, and we have to reinforce that. So Marge gets a bout of mom strength and wraps him up in uh, – what is that move called, Robbie? Uh, it's, it's a leg bar, basically? Uh, she has an arm bar on him. An arm bar, okay. I mean, it is, it is wrap- it's using your legs to leverage uh, you know, an arm. But holding on to his arm, that's why it's an arm bar. Yeah, right, it's, gotcha. a, it's, okay. a, it's a cross arm breaker in professional wrestling terms, but it is a real-life submission, and if you get someone in that – and you can you can absolutely break their arm, and effectively, yeah. like the the I don't know there is a like there is an interesting thing here which the show does not care about investigating is like like I would think here Matt you're going to theory craft we're gonna just think about this episode I'm gonna say it right now this episode is broken, um but so here here's a a seed for later is you could you could have like my I've already uh kind of put in that theoretical trainer character that they don't do but you could easily have a scene where marge is training with him and she gets him in the same submission and in this arm bar and you have this an idea of like well and he doesn't give up and in a in in a real life fight if the guy you're if you get someone in it is the job of the person you're fighting to realize that they are in a compromised position and to tap out before their arm is broken. That is why in real life, you know, in professional wrestling, submissions take minutes. You know, they, they're exaggerated, dramatic, uh, like representations of people like toughing out through pain. In real life MMA, if someone realizes they're, in a, they're caught in a submission, they tap out immediately because they don't want their arm or leg broken. Because if someone doesn't tap out immediately... They're going to get their arm or leg broken because you're not trained to just pull on it a little bit. You're trained to try and break their arm because that is the goal. You want to make this person submit and they don't want their arm broken because that means they can't fight again for a long time. And you can have a scene where Marge doesn't want to do it because Marge is a nice person. And that's another thing you could Mm -hmm. explore with this. Marge is nice. Marge doesn't want people to get hurt. That's the whole point of this. And, like, that is the reason. That is something you could tap into with his stories. Like, why does Marge oppose MMA? Because intrinsically, it's about people hurting each other. And she doesn't like that. 
She doesn't want people. She doesn't want that to be taught to children. She doesn't want people get. She doesn't want this kind of blood sport to be taught to, to taught to anyone. She doesn't want anyone to think, "Oh, this is fun." She would intrinsically marches against hurting each other, hurting anyone. She wants people to get along, and so the trainer would be like, "In real life, in a, in the fight with Chet, you're gonna have to. You need to be able to do it if you have to, because if you don't, he'll know, and you'll lose." Because you only have one chance at this, and this is going back into this Achilles heel situation. You you see his weakness. You're gonna have to strike, and you have to do it. You only have one chance. If you don't do it, you're gonna lose. And you it is that interesting push pull about can Marge tap into this violence, the meanness when she needs to, but there's not. It, it doesn't. They don't. They don't. They don't go there. No, because no. immediately Marge has uh, Chet in an arm bar, and he says, "All right, he gives. He gives. You know, he taps out." Without actually, you know, tapping. There's also out. no ref here. I want to. I'm gonna here. I'm gonna nitpick this, man. There's no ref. Yeah. Why this? It, it doesn't feel real. There's no ref. There would be a ref, and the ref would immediately end the fight. Like that's this doesn't work if there's a ref. That's the problem. If you have a ref, the ref would go. Oh, he tapped out. Fight's over. Everyone, every the the everyone crowds. Everyone, all the trainers run into the ring, and they start the post match ceremony stuff. Like it's immediate. There's no. There's no drama after it. But. Again, it doesn't look, make it look not real. It makes it look stupid. Like, there's no ref, guys. I've watched an MMA fight. And maybe in 2009 you can get away with it because less people have seen MMA. But I nowadays, like, again, you're writing these episodes for forever. You're not writing them for once. <laughs> you know, it's not like this thing is airing one time. You know syndication. You know that it's going to be on DVDs. Like, you know people are going to watch it in the future. You got to make it look real. Yeah. So anyway... Chet uh, says, that, oh, okay, Marge wins. He basically taps out. Uh, but like Robbie said, this would not happen in the real world. But uh, he, Marge lets him go and gets up and starts to uh, you wave to the crowd and celebrate her win and everything. When Chet gets up and immediately goes to, you know, a kicker uh, with a flying some sort of kick. It's basically it look, not it, a real thing. Yeah, it's not a real, like, it's like, I don't know. You There are jumping kicks in real life martial arts, but. It looks like a Mortal Kombat. It looks like a Mortal Kombat move. It's not real, but whatever. Yeah, it's like what was it, Liu Kang? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. That's basically what it is. Uh, so, or was it Raiden? No, I remember Lu- one that had you're, flew you're, across. It was Liu Kang. Okay, it's Liu Kang. You're right. I just want to make sure I'm not getting. Uh, it's very important. We're going to get our Mortal Kombat. Move. Mortal Kombat character is correct, Matt. Come on. Yeah, it's very important. Exactly. I understand. Uh, and luckily for Marge, she somehow sees this and in a blur of light turns around and just punches him on the ground to a point where he can't move in again. And then, then we get the quote unquote wrap up for this episode. <laughs> okay. I give, I give, I give. You're better than me. Really? Oh, thank you. Now let me go. Turn your back and take a bow. Okie doke. Thank you. say one thing. I only agreed to this fight because I wanted to stop the violence. And sure, I got into great shape and met some fun people, but I ended up discovering my own dark side. So from now on, the only thing I'm fighting is this cold I'm coming down with. (laughs) Mom, that's a beautiful thought. Well, I wish somebody would have stuck around to hear it. 
Where did they all go? Two drunk guys were fighting outside and everyone went to watch. <laughs> can I go march? Can I? Can I? No. Let's go home. We can enjoy some mixed marital arts. Oh, no holds barred. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get one final bit with Lisa and Bart having it out in the Septagon. Uh, where the episode supposedly ends with them flying at each other and then cuts back to Lisa hitting Bart once and him, you know, knocking him out onto the ground. Robbie, what is this speech that Marge makes? What is the point of it? It just, I I don't know why they bother. It, all right, here we go. We'll write this episode of the show. Uh, ask me a question. Robbie, is this episode incredibly stupid and broken? It is. I, here, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to be a judgment of qualifiers, Matt, but it is absolutely broken. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Um, this isn't... This, okay, here. I, we already... It's broken. This episode doesn't make any sense. Um, it does, has things... Again, things happen. It is, again, one of these episodes where things happen around an idea, but there's no story. There's no character motivation. There's no character arcs. They act like there are, but there aren't any. They do this a lot. They, it is like they try and pull magic tricks. Some of them, episodes like this, I've used that term before, are more effective than others. This is trying to do... It is around the concept of MMA. It is around the idea of Marge being against it, but they never get any inroads in any actual character development or reasons any of this stuff is happening. The speech is, again, it is part of that magic trick where they act like, oh, they actually they want to infer that they wrote all these scenes where Marge tapped into her dark side and everything. And I already we've already kind of touched on all this stuff, but here, quick bullet points. Uh, Springfield gets obsessed with MMA. The kids start getting obsessed with MMA. Bart gets obsessed with MMA. Uh, and we they click we clearly and quickly outline Mars doesn't like this stuff because again it indulges in bloodlust it indulges in the worst of humanity and wanting to see these people fight wanting to see violence wanting to see people get hurt and it's and I think that would be the way you would really focus on with Marge. I don't think you need to worry about anything else about MMA. It would be about more about again it is about the principle of the matter not necessarily the real life MMA. It would be about Marge not wanting to have in like, and sure you could say, well, the combat sports for existed for since dawn of man. Like as long as there have been men and, and humans, we have fought each other. And then we have turned that fights sometimes into theater basically. And it's not about the fact that it always has existed. and always will. It's about Marge doesn't like it and doesn't like the fact that we're being so mean to each other and maybe she can't stop it, but she doesn't like it. And that is irrational. You don't tell the camera that though. Marge and maybe Marge doesn't even say it out loud, at least not to like her supporters where she doesn't want MMA to continue. She would say, Oh no, it's bad for kids. And you would get immediately get Helen Lovejoy and all the usual suspects to help her out. They make economic impact on this MMA show. So the promoter, Chet, it could be Chet, it could be anybody, who cares who it is? Um, he goes, Oh, I know a way to make money and for get rid of this lady, I challenge her to a fight and say, I give her this this and you can do exactly what they do in this in this episode. You still have training montages with Marge, but you give her a trainer and you really tap into this dark side thing. The thing that she sort of hints at here at the end, but it hints at the idea of it's about you have to be willing to hurt this person. You're in a ring with them. They're trying to kill you. You're trying to kill them. You have to you have to be willing to go harder and faster than they will because they're going to do the same. 
And Marsh doesn't want to do that. And ultimately, I think you just do that. You follow that kind of the path. She ends up fighting Chet. She she studies tape. She has him at a spot where she could win, but he senses that she is not willing to go and and not willing to go that same at that same length. She Marge goes back to being a kind person. And so she loses. And but then you have that kind of victory where it's like, well, Marge goes, Yeah, I lost, but I didn't become a bad I didn't become that kind of violent person that I don't I don't believe in. So Marge actually wins in the end. Because she didn't become that type of person, the type of person Chet is, where Chet does indulge in being violent and thinking it's great and all that stuff. And and in the process, she teaches Lisa and Bart, especially Bart. I think you make it Bart. Bart, Lisa's already on her side. Bart's there with her, training. Bart's her training, helping her train even. And Bart realizes, oh, right, it's not, there's actually strength in being compassionate and kind. And that's your episode. Like, I don't, you yeah, don't. Marge doesn't have to learn anything or anything like that. I mean, it's more about Marge going through that journey of like, oh, being tempted by this, the violent side of herself and ultimately backing off and realizing that she can't stop people from doing this, but she can affect the people close to her and teach her children to be kind. And that's all it has to be. It does not ha- like, I don't know what this is. So it's not very good. Um, I did laugh at Lisa. I would keep the Lisa and Pinecones line. Yes, for sure. I, I thought that was funny. And I'm totally down for Nelson being an event planner. It, I do think it's funny, though, Matt, when we have uh, Nelson, when Marge is telling Nelson in this episode, you should be a, you should plan Lisa's wedding. And then in our, in the new episode from last Sunday night, they had, they have, it's an episode where Nelson and Lisa get together in the future. I think that's funny. There's a f- fun little coincidence. Um, that's it. I don't. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm just so flustered. I get so flustered by these stupid, terrible episodes. Like, how long did it take us to have a better outline than? I mean, five minutes maybe. <laughs> and yes, I know there's no jokes, but that's how it works. You write. The, okay. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments of the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Comes to News Group is where I ask our patrons over there on patreon.com slash The Simpson Show uh, to leave their reviews for the episode. Uh, first from Tim. I'll start with the three times I left. One, Mrs. Hibbert's tone when she suggested Springfield's men were at a bar or a baseball game. Uh, number two, the rats biting each other when they realized they were on Kiss Cam. And number three, the routine with the bullies featuring database that went from kill to skill to ill. Things we didn't really touch on, but. There, that's those those took place during the MMA fight, um, but beyond that, this ranks among the worst ever. All kinds of racism, the migrating of characters among scenes made no sense, and still it managed to be incredibly dull. Did accomplish an unlikely task and make me less of a fan of a sport than I already was. Would I rather watch this than Homer the Whopper? No. As sad as it sounds, I was more vested in the season twenty one opener four hundred five, not canon and not worth fixing. <laughs> uh, from Tauschen. Here's another annoying facet of modern-day Simpsons. They've always reused plots, but this is the exact same story, only with a moral flip-flopped. Then they make Marge a Lisa the lead character in a feeble attempt to give it some legitimacy. Only this time Marge replaces herself. They make the creator into a monster in order to make Marge in the right. But so what? Roger Myers was a sleazy merchant. They don't even give her a reason for trying to get rid of MMA, just that it's something that she doesn't like. This is a woman who finds apron conventions uh, too stimulating. She should have been thrown out of the room. We watch The Simpsons to be entertained, even when they do social commentary. This, however, is just the writers turning the characters into personica- 
personifications of their narcissistic whelms. Whelms? Whims? It is wrong to censor them, but it's perfectly okay for them to get rid of something they don't like. Finally, we have to talk about the ending. Bart and Lisa's relationship went from loving but cartoonishly competitive to outright antagonistic. When fans started to sympathize with Bart because of this, instead of backtracking, the writers doubled down. Says so, where they come out right admit it. They could have stopped with a freeze frame. Heck, they could have just gone with it. Personally, I wouldn't mind a Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck type relationship like in the old shorts. No, they don't just give Lisa an advantage over Bart. They make her invincible and using girl power. And what about isms? They try to get us to believe that she's an innocent victim or his bullying. This doesn't work like that. Modern Simpsons in a nutshell. I mean, I don't. It, also, the, that last scene with Bart and Lisa like fighting each other in the. It, like, again, it completely undermines the supposed story of this it's like the whole idea of this is marge not wanting the kids to fight they should not fight okay i'm now i'm just getting flustered again from derek just watched this there for the first time my god it ticks all the boxes on the zombie simpsons checklist a rehash of itchy and scratchy and marge and the twisted world they stripped it of all semblance of plot character and the slack is taken up by an abundance of insipid painful gags and terrible dialogue an episode where we're expected to believe Marge could potentially have the living daylights beaten out of her. There needs to be stakes, tension, something. But there's nothing. This is nothing. I think an act ends with a Homer ask if he'd missed anything. And Bart says, nope. And yeah, that's the great wife, great wife hope in a nutshell. Uh, from JJ. Call me a killjoy, but I think because this is not to my taste, no one else should be able to enjoy it. Could you imagine if Marge said a line that, co- that coded in irony and weaking of the audience in Itchy and Scratchy and Marge? Because while you don't root for Marge's campaign to cancel Beloved Cartoon, they at least write her like a person. A character can be in the wrong as long as they learn and grow. This episode isn't about censorship or Marge having begrudgingly accepted ultimate punching has a right to exist. This is her at her most flanderized. In fact, everyone is boiled down to gender stereotypes, with the men all loving senseless violence and the women portrayed as reactionary killjoys. There's no nuance or middle ground, and it's so sloppily executed I can't even tell what their message is or even if they intended there to be one. And the plot is so stupid. Marge hates this violent sport, but agrees to fight the founder? Did they even consider this obvious plot hole or how none of this is believable at all? Also, during Marge's fight, Barney is at the stadium and watching from Moe's bar in the same scene. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I We could easily spend a lot of time uh, <laughs> looking at like continuity and like, you know, those kind of problems in this in these in all of these episodes. But I, it that it's getting. Uh, I can't get down in the weeds that far. Like yes, yeah. Barney should. It's not hard to keep Barney in one spot, but it just represents like they're not washing this stuff back. They're and they don't care. They're just like it's fine. Uh, from Dara, I much wish that was done in more WWE style, so you could have had more jokes done. Instead, this was a devoid of laughter episode with several cringe moments. But like Bart's line, maybe some punk kid will shoot me to get into a gang. Sorry, Robbie, but this gets my lowest rating yet. Third best episode of season 21 with Over the Wall for still holding strong on no, number no. one. <laughs> also, now I'm picturing Sami Zayn on The Simpsons and need that badly in my life. Sami Zayn's a, a delight. He's a lovely, lovely man, lovely, a great wrestler. Oh, I'm not, I'm against Sami Zayn. I'm, a, I'm for Sami Zayn being, I'm honestly, whatever Sami Zayn wants in his life, that's what I want. He's an honorary oost right now, doing a great job. These are all wrestling things, Matt. Don't worry about it. That wasn't gonna. Okay, good. Uh, from Elliot, couch gag, stupidly long, nearly a minute. Groans, three. Laughs, five. Smirks, six. A lot better than I remembered. Not great, but internally consistent, barely offensive. Prediction number 278. Better than, thank God it's Doomsday, but not as good as Marge Gamer. Ooh, Elliot. I'm sorry, buddy. 
not. That's it's going. It's not. It's not going to be in the two hundreds. I don't think. I don't. I haven't looked at the list at all. Like I, I purposely don't generally, but I don't think. I don't think it's going to get there. Um, we can move on. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for leaving reviews. Really do appreciate it. Uh, it's, I know it's a lot of work, um, especially when episodes like this. <laughs> we can move on to our next time. It's time for list of question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite Edna quote? Lots of great ones. Matt, take it away. All right. So first up from Alex, Bart, you're the closest thing to a man in my life. And that's so depressing. I think I'm going to cry. Uh, from Dara, I don't entertain much. Usually it's salad for one, soup for one, wine for three. Might change my Tinder profile to that line. Wish me luck. Good luck, Dara. Uh, from Tim, Bart, are those liquor bottles? Take them to the teacher's lounge. You can have whatever's left after, at the end of the day. Uh, from Casey, who can tell me the capital of Spain? Bart raises his hand. Bart Simpson, 336. Bart Simpson, who freed the slaves? Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson, Bart Simpson, Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson, will you stop raising your hand? You haven't had one right answer all day. <laughs> Way to encourage kids. Uh, from JJ, from Lemon and Troy, when Edna is trying to stop the kids from running to class. No, children, no. Your education is important. Roman numerals, etc. Whatever I, whatever I tried. <laughs> Uh, from Matt, I forgot how many insensitive, witty, and hilarious quips Edna has said over the years. These tests will have no effect on your grades. They merely determine your future social status and financial success, if any. So perfect. From Andy, as you know, Bart, one day your permanent record will disqualify you from all but the hottest and noisiest jobs. <laughs> I like that that's a certain category of job. Uh, from Derek, when Skinner asked if this is how she pictured her life would turn out, and she responds, yes, but then I was a very depressed child. And you are my kindred spirit. You know the way you ponder whether the degradation of Homer is synonymous with the degradation of the show. But there's something to be said for the sidelining of already side characters, which happened in the teen years. Characters like Edna grounded the show in that gritty realism that was a hallmark of the early years. And suddenly, when she had increasingly seldom appearances, the show drifted uh, from, further from what it was. Miss you, Edna Kay. Aww. From Elliot. Ha! Also, Bart, is that some kind of walking clock? <laughs> Uh, from at hcastle09 from season 1 episode 2 Bart the Genius these tests will have no effect on your grades they merely determine your future social status and financial success if any in the Simpsons many characters are flanderized but Edna stayed true to who she was in the beginning uh, from at Rachel Journeys ha as well uh, from at the Andrew blog usually it's just soup for one salad for one wine for three one of the under underappreciated elements of Edna's character is that she's witty from at yes it's Aaron Bart Simpson Bart Simpson, Bart Simpson, Bart Simpson, will you stop raising your hand? You haven't had one right answer all day. That's a popular one. Uh, from at J. Madsen 4, from Bart's friend falls in love. She's faking it. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Oh, oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, from at D. Jacobson, these tests will have no effect on your grades. They merely determine your future social status and financial success, if any. But the if any part is very important. Uh, from at Hippie 200, Bart, my father invented that drink, and if you allow me to demonstrate... Bart, are those liquor bottles? Um, yes. Take them to the teacher's lounge. You can have whatever's left at the end of the day. Uh, from Matt Nick Jordan 89 no children, no. Your education is important. Roman numerals, etc. Whatever. I tried. Robbie, what is your answer? It's hard for me to choose. I want to go with, um, I don't know. There, like, there is the two, the, the yin and the yang of, the, of Edna. I think the two defining character traits of, like, eh, she's a teacher, but she's been doing it for a long time. So she's very brutally honest with the kids. And then they kind of, oh, she has a very sad social life. So I want to like, you know, I want to do one from both, but I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be strict and just give myself one. And I'm going to go with, as you know, Bart, one day your permanent record will disqualify you from all but the hottest and noisiest jobs, which 
I think that is of like I don't know. I think that is like a subtly very clever line because it is I think a thing that like what you said, Matt, like that's a category of job, but no one ever calls it that, but it is very much like it is something drilled into you as a child, like you want a job in air conditioning. You know, that's like, hey, work hard so that you get a job inside. You know, you're not working out in a warehouse or out yeah. in the street or on the roof or something like that. Even though, I don't know, I'm not going to get into the dirty jobs conundrum of that that work is more honest or something. Um, Matt, what's your answer? Uh, I would have to go with, you know, uh, soup for one, salad for one, wine for three. Uh, because it just is absolutely perfect in terms of Edna's character. It's exactly what she would say and what she would do. It just it fits her so wonderfully. Although the your education is important, Roman numerals, et cetera, et cetera. I, whatever, I tried. That's that's me to the core right there. Like, I'll try, but not very. I tried. Um, next question: What is your favorite moment of cartoon violence in The Simpsons? Ooh, that's a tough one. And you're gonna ask Robbie, "What does that mean?" I'm like, "Whatever you think it means. Don't overthink it. Just go with your gut." Go to your heart. Go wherever it leads. That's that's the right answer. I'll post this question on our social media, Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. And you can also find this question on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Simpsons Show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenger, Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has... Oh, wait. We're tied. We're tied, Matt. Oh, goodness. I was, I'm like, I'm just used to saying Matt has a lead, but he doesn't. Not yet. <laughs> Probably after today, it's possible. Um, we're tied six to six after three episodes. Uh, Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I am. In Itchy and Scratchy and Marge, Marge campaigns against what cartoon? I believe that would be itchy and scratchy you'd be correct all right robbie i went the other direction with today's questions mm. in the homer they fall who does homer box i mean you, you mean ultimately treasure tatum ultimately yes sorry and, and the big fight at the you, end you you know, I, I, I mean he boxes a bunch of hobos uh <laughs> boxcar boxcar joe He's actually boxcar... fighting for a sandwich yeah uh, yeah um but yeah treasure tatum. okay matt your medium question and this is uh you'll get the more you get right, the more points you get, including potential bonus Ooh. points. Okay, you can get more than two points of this if you get all of them right. Um, what her what herbs and spices does Marge put on her pork chops? According to Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. Okay, okay. Um, There's six answers. Six answers. Okay. So there is. You get a point for every two. Every two. Okay. Um. So definitely rosemary. A whisper of MSG. A little bit of salt. Um, oh, gosh. What else does she use? A little bit of marjoram. And that's all I got. I can't remember any of the others. Unfortunately, Matt, that is one and a half points. Oh, So you, only get, you get one point uh, for that. Because it is... I, I'm not going to ask that you remember the amounts. Because I think that's that's a hard question uh, category thing there. So it's dash of rosemary. Smidge of, smidgen of thyme. A thyme, pinch okay. of marjoram. So there's your, you got rosemary, marjoram. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, you got, no, marjoram and MSG is, is you got mar rosemary, marjoram, MSG is also, is also a correct mm -hmm. answer. So, and then a sprinkle of chervil, half a teaspoon of turmeric, and then a whisper of MSG. So you got three out what of six. Chervil? It's a, uh, kind of like parsley. 
Oh, okay. I, I had never heard of that. That's probably why it didn't stick in my head. Because I wanted to say Rosemary and Time, but I'm like, nah, that's the song. I'm forgetting that. And uh, there's a later episode where she says, oh, yeah, the secret ingredient is salt. I, I could probably drawing from that. I mean, this is the. I mean, it's that uh, the thing where over the years, Mar- Marge is not. They're not necessarily consistent about how they portray Marge's use of, of herbs and spices, because yeah. you know, famously in *Mysterious Voyage of Homer*, oregano. You know that kind of thing. What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> there has to be you know, or eight spice, eight spices. There have to be some repeats. You know, it's that you know, it's just doubles. Yeah, yeah. Um, but already in this case pretty i mean you use chervil which yeah it was like it's relatively unknown like parsley you just use parsley man like you don't have to i don't a lot of these recipes are like you have to use the french version of the of the herb i'm like no no, i don't no i don't what is (laughs) i go to google and say replacement four and they're like just use parsley all right parsley is easy to find i can get that shoot matt give me a question your medium question in the beginning of the Homer They Fall, they go to a high-tech gadget store. What is the name of this gadget store? Hmm. I'm really reaching for it. Like, I know it's a parody of, uh, what's it? But I can't think of it. Sharper Image. Yeah, exactly. But I can't. Like, like what would they? I'll say, I'll say this is like, I don't know. I feel like this is a name they've used for something, but it also might be a name they used for like a barbershop or something. But I'll say a cut above. Uh, in this episode, is actually miscellaneous. Miss, <laughs> that's pretty that's good. What it says. Miscellaneous <laughs> is pretty good. I like that. Uh, that's that's not bad. You should name a real store miscellaneous. <laughs> and you just like we have just random random crap. All right, Matt, your hard question. Uh, Marge watches Itchy and Scratchy and compiles a checklist of all the things that get done oh. to the animals in the, the in the episode. What actions? are in Marge's checklist. <sighs> okay. Uh, there's stabbed, beaten, uh, let's see, run through a grinder, uh, blown up, inflated, blown up, explosion. Um, I'm pretty sure there's decapitation is on there. Um, skinned. And that's all I can remember. You got uh, literally nothing. Uh, right, man. Nothing? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Not even stabbed? No, there. I was looking for very. I wanted. I will give you credit if you got them specifically correct. Partial credit if you got things specifically correct, but you got nothing. You got like partials. Oh, wow. Like one or two partials. Here, this is the full list Cats blown up, mice launched, dogs tricked, gophers buried alive, eyes knocked out, disembowelings, and finally, brains slammed in car door. Oh wow, yeah. I, I I wasn't thinking that specific, but apparently yeah, that's wow. Marge was looking. She was she was in the weeds for that. She was right. again, and that's the, right, stuff, Robbie, that's, that's the stuff you need. Like there should be. Why didn't they just take this idea of like Marge watching an MMA fight and like like do this the same idea? Like oh wow, someone got punched fifty five times. Like just do. It's right there. Arms snapped. No, okay, I'm sorry. I'll, I'm I'm done. I'm done. Give me our question. All right, your hard question. Who is sitting ringside at the Homer Tatum fight? Is this multiple answers? There are three people. Three people. If you get two of them, I will give you one point. If you get all Ooh. three, you get all three points. Ooh, okay. Um, does um, uh, Rainier Wolfcastle, um, Krusty, and I, I don't even know if these are just Springfield celebrities or if they're like real-life celebrities, too. Um, Krusty, Rainier Wolfcastle, and Brockman, Kent Brockman. 
All right, you got two of them, so you get one point. Yeah! Uh, Krusty is technically not sitting ringside. He's a couple rows back. Uh, the three that are called out on the television are Rainier Wolfcastle, Kent Brockman, and Fat Tony. Fat Tony! Oh, he makes perfect sense. Having Fat Tony there. They are, I'm, I like that. It's good that they're Springfield celebrities, Springfield characters. That's good. Um, that's that's one of the things that I wanted to bring attention to is like you can you can have funny jokes like this that involve Springfield characters. You don't have to get like like a weird uh, real life celebrity analog. Yes, it works. It works perfectly well. Um, and we're still tied, Matt. Eight to eight, two points each today, um, which is fun. I'm gonna we gotta stay, keep this tie as long as we can. I think we can do this, even though we Matt and I do not communicate about our trivia questions whatsoever uh beforehand <laughs> no we don't because there have been so many times we picked the same episode <laughs> yeah um but that's it for trivia we can move on to our final segment the segment every single episode with it's time for best episode ever best episode ever best episode ever is the part of the show where matt and i rank the episodes categorically as you watch them chronologically eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are okay this is better than homer the whopper i can this is the, so it's not the worst season 21 episode uh, Homer the Whopper, I still is worse. I think. Um, I don't know. It's still real dumb though. It's this episode's very dumb. It, it made me laugh once. Uh, so there's that. I think it goes. It, it's like, let's see. Like, okay, here, let's. Um, another very dumb episode, Matt. Lost Verizon. Is this better or worse oh, than Lost man, Verizon? Man, that's dumb. Um, I saw. I was like, it feels close to that. So that's why I said it. I mean, below that is GI Annoyed Grunt, where the military tries to nuke Springfield to get stop Homer. So I think it's got to be better than that, because I don't know why we ever put anything below that. Um, I mean, Matt, all these episodes are very They're bad. all so dumb. They're so all dumb. very stupid. Um, I would honestly rather watch Lost Horizon again, even as dumb as it is. Really? Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. Um, I need to remind myself about all the details of Lost Verizon. Um, uh, basically, uh, that's a whole cell phone thing. Bart puts the, the tracking chip on a bird and the family falls it away and Bart gets sad because he wanted to be alone. But then he decided to be alone is not as great as he thought. Oh, Dennis Leary, Brian Grazer. Really, Matt? You're going to watch forget. that? Yeah, because this episode is real stupid real stupid and, and pointless like it, it just it lurches from stupid thing to stupid thing and then it just ends with a speech by mars that doesn't establish anything like it, at least lost horizon is dumb but it's not annoyingly so i disagree uh maybe i'm not remembering lost horizon correctly but it's, i mean uh, i mean it's above ve- that is papa don't leech i think papa so. don't leech is better i mean that's i chose lost horizon for a very yeah. purposeful reason i think papa don't leech is better i would definitely put this episode below that it's more about i think okay so i think it's it's i think i agree that this is better than gi annoyed grunt so it's 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 in that very narrow window it's just in there where we need to to, to nail it down i'm really thinking about lost horizon there, there is you can't always say what you want, which is the Kent Brockman's like weird censorship thing where they do like a weird mm-hmm. pseudo thing about Fox, but they do it really, really poorly. Um, okay, would you say this is here? I'll ask this to get us around us. Maybe is this better than you can't always say what you want? I, I would say yes. It's better than you can't always say what you want. Lost Horizon 
is dumb, but I think I would very slightly rather watch that again, but it's it's not much. Mm. I think that's fine. I think that's fine. I think there is like this is the thing, Matt, as I was thinking about it, is that I probably will put this below you can't always say what you want. Oh really? Yeah, narrowly. But if you think it's better and I was also off like if this is better than Lost Horizon, I think this is a good compromise. This is a good spot yeah, I would... like where you can you can fit it in here. All these episodes are kind of the same area of just bad. In the, they're bad in the same way, really. They're like their quality varies intensely and the plots make zero sense and you're not necessarily sure if the writers cared at all about making them make sense. Um that's where I put it. I don't know. I don't know. This is this is a this is not the worst of the worst, but it is that next tier up where they're very bad and they're not very bad. Yes, they're, 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 there's probably hints of some sort of like offensiveness in there. It's not the worst. It's not the whole episode isn't layered with it, but there it's there. Like there's those racist jokes with Carl in this. Um, that is the, the okay. So we have a spot. That's a great wife hope. That is number three seventy eight. Um, that is below Lost Verizon and above. You can't always say what you want. Uh, new number one. It's a let's see one eighty seven under post golden years ranking. First place in the list is still Homer's Enemy. Last place is still Codependence Day. Um, Codependence Day. It's holding strong. With how bad that episode is. Um, the Great Wife Hope. We have one more thing to do, Matt. Though before we go, um, one more question to answer. That question is: Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? Like of course, of course we, of course, like we fire the cannon. Like what? Like is this is this a question? There's nothing yeah. in this. There's nothing to keep. No. Like I'm not gonna say. Like the Lisa Pineco joke is funny, but I'm not. I'm sorry. Throw the baby out with the bathwater. This instance, fire the cannon. Bye. Goodbye. Didn't mark. Didn't knock my microphone this week, Matt. So there's that. I wave goodbye. Thank goodness. Yeah, I'm, I'm real. I'm getting better at this. Um, all right, we have that. We're gonna ask and answer the same question about every episode as we go down our list, starting from the top. We are now at number one seventeen, which is this is an interesting uh, episode to to ask about. Days of wine and doses. I mean, I recall really liking that one. I mean, that the the uh, Barney. Getting sober one, right? Yes, correct. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely think that that is an important moment in Simpsons lore that they they do kind of go back on later, but it sticks around for quite a while. They do go back on it, and that's the biggest. I mean, but uh, again, these are, this is us taking the stuff in mostly in isolation. Um, I, 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 and I wouldn't even mind the fact that they go back on it if they treat it with any kind of seriousness, but they never do. It's just a joke. Marty as an alcoholic becomes a joke and it becomes even worse because they just do the same thing with Homer. And that was always the point. Like here, I don't want to go off on a rant here, but the whole point of Barney is to show kind of what Homer isn't like. This is the difference between a non, a non-functioning out like Homer does, yeah, he drinks a lot. He drinks a lot of beer, but he's not Barney. He has a family. He has a job. He's not Barney. But 
then they make Barney go sober, and then Barney drinks again and back and forth, back and forth, and they just like Homer's, yeah, they just like openly admit Homer's an alcoholic. It's terrible. I'm like, okay, this is really good. This episode, however, is really honest and feels genuine. And there is it's not perfect, but it's really good as and this is when he's like, This is a Scully year episode, Matt. That's when this is the reminder of like they had good episodes in the Scully years, way more than the teen years. This is where I like, even despite the insanity and the the, you know, elves <laughs> the jockey elves. Despite all that, there are good episodes in the Scully years, even in like deeper into the Scully years. This is season eleven. So Yes, it's Jason the Cannon. Yes, absolutely. I would dare say this is. I think this is the best Barney episode. Yeah, honestly, I would probably too. And like you could, I think it would be better. I mean, you could argue Mister Plow if you count Mister Plow as a Barney episode too, which I would. Yeah, but it's not really focusing on him. He's a, he's a side character in that one, and I think this is better. Yeah, I think I agree. It's better. It's like this is core Barney episode. You could also say like Homer's Barbershop Quartet is also sort of a Barney episode too. Um. But I think this, this is this is I think a solo Barney. This is really about Barney's character. Um, so yeah, it stays in the canon. Like even if it is, there's it's a little uneven. I think that's like a lot of Scully episodes. Even the good ones that are a little uneven. You know, there's a little that weirdness peeking in. But well, ultimately, it definitely stays part of the canon. Um, our next episode, Matt. I gotta scroll back through like forty five different episodes. I searched. <laughs> All right. Great. Oh, we got oh Trials of Horror. Trials of Horror twenty. This is a Ooh. this is we had just uh this is the first appearance of uh of that, who's that little kid the 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 kid that Lisa marries in the future episode we reviewed for season thirty four. Not Nelson. Oh, Hubert. Hubert. Yeah, this is the first appearance of Hubert apparently, who becomes a recurring little kid character. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird to introduce him in a Trails episode, but whatever. We have Dial in for Murder. So it's a Hitchcock parody. We have a Don't Have a Cow, Mankind, which is uh, humans 28 days later parody. Zombies, effectively. Cannibals, whatever. And finally, Sweeney Todd with Mo. Oh, interesting. Or Mo and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got Sweeney Todd. I, I think they're singing in this. So we'll see how that goes in a six-minute trails <laughs> parody. But... Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it goes. That's, I mean, it's, I don't know. Trails is, they're kind of, they're simple. They're easy. Um, yeah. That's next week. They should be anyway. <laughs> I, got, I did an Edna. I did an Edna laugh that time, Matt. You got an Edna laugh out of me. Um, nice. I got to just, aha. Um, that's it for our the list, for everything, for this episode. Uh, you find this list on our website. Everything on our website. So SimpsonsShow.com has links to this list, to our Patreon, to our RSS feed, to our Twitter. All the stuff is there. Support us on Patreon. You get a bunch of bonus material, a bunch of bonus podcasts, and it really helps out the show. And we really appreciate it. We work really hard on this. Um, and like I said, at the beginning, we usually only skip a single... We miss one episode a year during the holidays, if at that. Um, we're very consistent. You can find me online on my website. It's RobbieDorman.com or wherever social media, Twitter or Facebook or wherever you are. That might I'll be there. It's my name. That's just search Robbie Dorman. You'll find me. Uh, I write horror novels. I have a lot of them. My newest is called The Other. It is The Exorcist Meets the Notebook with a lifetime of love uh, fighting against an eternal evil from hell. I think it's a great book. Uh, Anyone who has already purchased it, 
I really appreciate it. It's out now. Go read it. It's on Kindle. Uh, it's on, you can buy it in print. It wherever you buy, you can buy it in print wherever you buy a book. Honestly, you go to any bookstore in wherever you are, and they should be able to order my book. If that's how you want to do it, you can order online through Amazon or on bookshop.org or whatever, Barnes & Noble or wherever. I don't care how you read or buy my book as long as you do it. really appreciate everyone who has. Um, it's great. Also, my books, my horror books make great gifts for the horror fans in your life. Think about that in this holiday season. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. I spend all of my time taking care of kittens, including those who just don't want to grow up. It turns out I've got a Peter Pan kitten who just decided that he just doesn't want to be uh, big enough. And you can see his incredibly adorable antics on kitten turns at K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram. And you can just enjoy him not growing up and not leaving my house until practically forever, which I'm totally OK with. Is Peter Pan kitten? I mean, he's extremely small for his age and just doesn't seem to want to go anywhere, which I'm, again, very okay with. He's very sweet. Very cute. That's very cute. That'll do it for us. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And you watch this. Shh.